The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I am your host. Thank you for listening with us today. I'm so glad that you're here, glad that you're joining us, and I know you're going to be inspired, your heart's going to be touched, and you're going to feel energized and filled with faith and hope um, from listening to our program today. We're going to be talking about angels, so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I want to, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for liking Spirit of Recovery on Facebook, and thanks for posting on our wall. Thanks for emailing me and letting me know what's happening for you in your spirituality and recovery walk. It's great. And also, I'm so grateful that you are letting your friends and the people in your recovery community, people in your unity community, your other uh, spiritual communities, your friendship circles, everybody know about us here on Spirit of Recovery, right here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. And um, it's great to know that what we're doing here is really making a difference for you, is touching your heart, opening your mind, making new space, giving you some inspiration and some new ideas that deepen and broaden your recovery. Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community with guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable and innovative, people who are either in recovery themselves or who work with or write for or teach or support in some way recovering people and spiritual growth. And my guests are always bringing practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You can listen to Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. You can listen live, of course, via your computer, via your smartphone or tablet. You can uh, also go to Stitcher.com and download their app and search for Spirit of Recovery. If you have an Alexa-enabled device, you can uh, use that and you can uh, go to it and ask Alexa to play Unity Online Radio on TuneIn and find a Spirit of Recovery that way. Also, you can listen on demand. We've got lots of great podcasts um, from our in our archives, and you can go to unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery, and you can listen at your leisure. You can also listen to a Spirit of Recovery via iTunes. So there's lots of options, and um, you can uh, just listen to your heart's content and just find so much inspiration and good solid recovery uh, in our podcasts and our broadcasts. So I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place so that you are welcome whether or not you are in recovery or whatever kind of recovery you are or are not in. We're glad you're here, glad you're listening. Um, you're welcome to participate by asking a question. You can phone it in or email it in if you want. You've got a comment or question for my guest on our topic of the day. Um, but we're glad you're here. You may be a family member of somebody that's got the disease of addiction. Uh, we're glad you're here. You may just be curious about the process of addiction. We're glad you're here. Pro- curious about recovery. We're glad you're here. Um, so whoever you are, you're welcome um, uh, to listen to Spirit of Recovery, and you're welcome to participate if you've got a comment or a question. 
Also, if you like what's happening on Spirit of Recovery or any of the other great programs on Unity Online Radio, and if you would like to support uh, this nonprofit radio station financially, you can do that. You can simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone and make a one-time or an ongoing financial contribution. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor, and also I'm a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people that have the disease of addiction, and 35 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development, and my walk continues to be an integration of unity and recovery principles, and that keeps transforming my life and keeps me growing in deeper ways, so I am just delighted and very grateful to have the opportunity to bring these ideas to you, to bring you great guests, and to uh, be a resource for your own inspiration and your continuing, ongoing uh, recovery and spirituality walk. So today, our topic is angel power, angel love. You know, angels come in a lot of different forms. They can come as deep intuition. They can care, come as caring people. They can come as people in our recovery circles or in our spirituality circles. And sometimes angels um, can come as welcome and yet unexpected visitors that uh, may not be in material form or we may perceive them in material form, but uh, they may be uh, a little bit uh, from from that unseen realm. So they come in lots and lots of forms, and um, getting in touch with angels in whatever form they are in uh, is a real gift of recovery, because what it's really about is, is being receptive to a higher power's love and guidance, and um, again, it comes in many forms. My guest today is uh, Billy Jones. She is an author, a licensed Unity teacher, and she is a family member with 45 years of living a program of family recovery. And um, Billy's going to be sharing with us today from her deep experience with angels in all kinds of forms, uh, and she's had a lot of experience with that. Billy is the author of... Uh, two books and the co-author of another book. Her book she's authored are The Essence of Loving and her book, which we're going to focus on today, Angel Power, Angel Love. And she's also the co-author of a book, uh, Women Pioneers in 12-Step Recovery, uh, that's published by Hazelden, um, which, as you may know, is a, a world-renowned uh recovery treatment center and a resource center for all kinds of materials for recovery that, that support that. And... Um, Billy has had a rich immersion uh, in spiritual writing and study, living, and service, and um, also a rich immersion in the fulfillment that's possible for families, and she brings lots and lots of inspiration and hope. So, and Billy's been my guest here on Spirit of Recovery uh, two times before uh, with great stuff to share. So, Billy, welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you, and thank you for that lovely, lovely introduction. You're welcome. Well, sure, it's you. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for being with us. And um, again, we're going to, as you know, of course, we're going to be talking about angels because um, you've got a lot of experience with angels and you wrote this book, Angel Power, Angel Love. So, um, maybe we could start out, if you would be willing, is just to tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write this book. I think maybe one way of beginning and thinking about doing this book would be if I could we- read a quote from my journal that yeah. I put in the book. Okay. Sure. I'll just read this quote from my journal. Beloved Billy, Princess. I love it when they do that. Call me Beloved Princess. Well, I do. <laughs> Beloved Billy. You people, humans, have been codependent on God's love and light every day. You as a human family are becoming more and more aware of this fact. Light is on a vibration of understanding, recognition, and realization. The more it is seen for what it is, that is looked at with the eyes of your awareness, it can come through any blocks you put up. These blocks come from your ignorance. They are merely immaturity of focus coming from your previous levels of unaware consciousness. J. 
Just have the intention to become more aware and forgive yourselves. Forgiveness opens more blocks than any other single thing. Have the intention to focus on recognition of unseen help. It is there all around you. And one more thing, moment by moment, cherish and enjoy the previous moments of this 24 hours, this day. You are loved. And the signature is always us. So that that's from my journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I have always loved the idea of higher powers help. Um, mm-hmm. I know that God doesn't mind what we call uh, that source or this source uh, that uh, we, you know, we have many names to call our source. Uh, I usually just say God. And I understand that uh, angels are not gods in themselves. But as I was putting in the book the idea of where I got, I mean, what, how I meant to write about angels, uh, I, I did it. Uh, the living, I did a source from the Living Bible Encyclopedia, and it gives many scriptural ideas of what they are, uh, such as they are not glorified human beings, but, uh, but are distinct from man. That's in uh, 1 Corinthians 6.3 and Hebrews 1.14. 1, 1, and there is a vast multitude of them. And in Revelations, John talks about them. And... Uh, Oh, there's just a lot. If you look in any of the encyclopedias about what gods are, they're they're truly messengers. You mean angels. You said gods, but you meant angels. What angels are, right? Oh, well, I meant angels are messengers, yeah. Yeah, you may have to listen closely and correct me along the way, maybe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that was just an important one. Okay, go ahead. Excuse yeah. me. But so. anyway, uh, it starts off this one sentence, angel, a supernatural or heavenly being a little higher in dignity than man. So we can kind of let it go at that, perhaps, mm-hmm. uh, and just a little higher in awareness than we are. Mm-hmm. And um, right. I I first had an angel experience myself, which I start the book with, in that uh, my kiddos uh, both li- I have we have two children and they both live far away, and um, I was together with them one Mother's Day weekend, and in our backyard took some pictures. And when the pictures were processed, now it's not like today. This was quite a while back. I didn't really, I really didn't get into to what was going on until my daughter was looking at the pictures and said, hey, there's an angel in that tree. And I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding. That, But then I could see the figure myself, that it was a figure in the tree. And we happened to have got to go to... Hawaii right after that to a a spiritual growth conference and there was an amakua there no that wasn't an amakua he was a spiritual holy man but what Uh he said is he saw I said would you look at this picture and he said oh she is one of your amakuas so then I asked him what that was and he replied that an amakua was a name which his people gave to a protective spirit guide. Yes, he said, it is a type of angel. So that was interesting, and I guess the thoughts and ideas built on that. I started talking about angels and asking people. I was surprised because so many people then would come forth with their own experiences of angels. Are angel types, as you said, it can come. Angels can come in many forms, and so I uh, I compiled all their. I would I would have them uh, tell me about it, and then we would have to transcribe their stories, and then I would usually let them proof it, so to speak, to make sure that it was what 
their experience was. And uh, I had a whole lot of stories. And I had a very uh, strict, I guess you would say in a way, uh, coach and editor. And so we didn't put all of the stories that I had because she said, no, we want to stick truly with what what, pe- what people would consider are truly angels or angel type in your stories. So that's what we did. And, uh, and it's been wonderful to, because it's inspired other people to tell me about their experiences. And it's been so wonderful to hear about everything that God has done for us through angels types. So I don't know if that sort of gives you the preview of it. Uh, Do you have any ideas of uh, what you might like to know more about it or about the book or about my experience with why I wrote it, (laughs) why I got it together? See, I didn't write it, the truth of it. I didn't write it, but I gathered, and then I transposed and tried to use their words in his Many times as I could, of course. Did you have, when you read the book, did you have any uh, certain story that you'd like to pick out or talk more about? Billy, go back. Excuse me. I had my uh, microphone turned off there. Go back and tell us about um, how you, uh, what an amakua is. You said that uh, the man that you met in Hawaii, the spiritual teacher, told you that your angel was your amakua, the angel that you saw. Uh, yes, that uh, my amakua, he sent me a book about, uh, I think it's called Huna, the um, Hawaii religion before, I mean, their ancient religion. And uh, he, I can't think of the name of his, what he was. He was a holy man in that religion. And he said that uh, there are all types of amakuas, uh, but that we are definitely born with two guardian angels types that go with us throughout life. And it's they're always there, but we need to be responsive to them for them to really help us. They, they don't intrude. They never intrude, but they help when we ask. So that was kind of the idea of my angel, Sarah. We just gave her that name. I don't know that it was truly her name or is truly her name, but uh, that's what I call her. Also, I think the other one is Angel Elizabeth. uh, And my daughter happened to have uh, named her daughter Megan Elizabeth, which pleased me no end, of course. But uh, I don't know what else you want to know about that. Yes, that was the days of film in cameras. So you had, um, so you saw your uh, angel in the film that you took uh, in your backyard, and um, you you had a reason that you kind of called her to you, as you say, you um, you well, they just want to interfere. What was going on for you? What was going on for me was that the children were moving far away. And actually, this was a picture is on the back of the book, and it was taken in our backyard. I was taking a picture finishing. Remember how we used to have to finish the roll of film? And I was finishing the roll of film with a picture of our dog, our little red poodle, red-headed poodle named Jake. And the, But the, when the picture was processed... She's sitting in a tree, <laughs> and it's very apparent that she's uh, there's a figure there, and she really overshadows the dog. I mean, <laughs> right? And you have a photograph on the back of your book. You have that photograph right. on the back of your book, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Yeah. So she and, came to comfort what, you, didn't she? She came to comfort oh, you. It, she certainly did, and. Uh, as I said on the back of the book, she Angel Sarah seemed to say, Hitherto has the Lord helped you. The empty nest feelings will pass, unquote. It was a definite quote. And hitherto is sort of 
I guess, ancient language in a way, but uh, or biblical scriptural language, maybe from King James versions. Uh, but that seemed to be what I heard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was uh, that was the intention that I had with this book was to help people and to uh, help them to know that they're never alone. That they're never there's always help available. Uh, my unity teachings have really helped me so much with that. And uh, to know that God is greater than anything we might face. Uh, I was very sad that my kiddos lived far away. I understand the reasons for it, and the reasons were very valid. But I had still pictured my family as a big family with me as the matriarch, and that didn't happen. So when you deal with disappointment, you handle things the best way you know how. And one way that I knew how, it seemed, that was that Angel Sarah was telling me to get this book out. So when I heard all these other people's experiences, it was just wonderful. It was, uh, I, I just, I feel like that uh, God is greater than any challenge that I I may or you may or any of us may meet. Uh, right. And as you said, I have a, a family member, and uh, so I have studied uh, 12 steps, and, and I love the prayer help me to uh, accept things that I can't change, encourage to change things that I can, and wisdom. Don't we all pray for wisdom? (laughs) I think we all do. For sure. You know, Billy, one thing that um, I know about you, too, from having known you for many years now, is, and, and certainly this comes across also in your book, is that you have always been uh, searching for spiritual answers to life's uh, questions. You've always been engaged in spiritual solutions. And so, you know, again, you've, you've experienced angels in sort of that otherworldly form or, or whatever term we'd use it, the non-physical form, I guess. And, and a, a lot of your stories that you've collected in this book are like that. And we'll hear some more of them later. And also, though, you've had a lot of angels with skin on. And, um, you know, when you first, uh, realized that you, you needed to, your, uh, a family member had a, an incurable disease that, uh, needed some help, you, you, you found those doors opening. Would you share with us just a little bit about the spirituality of that, about how you were guided into your own family member recovery, the spiritual aspects of that? Well, I, um, had always looked for spiritual answers, and I had had experiences with uh, my big brother I call Jesus, or Yeshua, the name I like to call Yeshua, uh, my big brother. Uh, I've, I've had experiences with him, uh, as I understand him. I mean, just different things happening, coincidental things and synchronicity things, and when I uh, was just so down in the dumps, uh, it was just sort of a miracle in a way that I read a a newspaper article, and uh, I decided to go through that door to get some um, spiritual help through the 12 Steps idea. And then when I worked those steps and found that the forgiveness of my situation was such a huge part of letting go blocks that I had from my past, uh, that was wonderful to feel that relief and release. And then one of the steps talks about... uh, asking for the knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. And about that time, I found unity. And unity's beliefs and teachings 
have just been a wonderful way for me to uh, walk through the 12 steps and to have my own personal growth and spiritual recovery with the study of the uh, Unity Authors and the Daily Word and the wonderful awareness that can come through that avenue. So when I was able to go up and become a Unity teacher and counselor myself, go up to Unity Village and and take lessons, take all of the classes, and I just, it was like a burning zeal. I just, oh, I've heard that when you really want something, you need to see it clearly. You need to put the feeling on it. And it can't help but come to pass in some way, or you forget it, and another, you're drawn off on another path. Mm-hmm. One of those two things is going to happen. Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. for me, uh, I was able to uh, be able to uh, become a licensed teacher. Uh, others I know have been drawn on to other paths and become doctors and nurses and, and more professional, become more servers in professional ways. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure if that's what you meant. Sure, yeah. So it was like all these doors opened up, and, and you're really in touch, too, with your intuition. And that's, I think, one of the ways that angels talk to us, or God talks to us, however you want to look at it, is through that intuition. And uh you followed it. You're really in touch with it, and you kept walking through those open doors where so well, much was available. God works through me, and my angels teach me so many times through a thought. I'll have mm-hmm. a big thought, and mm-hmm. when that thought happens, or I'll be thinking about somebody, and I'll just keep on thinking about them, and then I'll call them, and there was a reason for it. There was... There was a definite reason for us to get together, for me to get in touch with them. I I really think that the idea of growing your intuition and getting more in touch with your angels is to follow that thought, follow the intuition. Uh, It's not an intrusive thing at all. It's kind of a wisp of an idea. It's what it really is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I also think it's important, as I say in the book, five tips for everyday spirituality. The first one, of course, is to train your mind, I guess you'd say, to wake up with good morning, God, as a first thought, or this is the day the Lord has made. I will to rejoice and be glad in it. Put yourself in the day of of hope and gladness and joy right away. Does that make sense? Absolutely it does. You bet it does. It's time for our break, so we're going to take a break, a brief break. Um, Listeners, stay with us. And when we come back, we're going to hear some more uh, about angel stories. We're going to hear some more about how we can be open to our angels. And my guest is Billy Jones, and her book is Angel Power, Angel Love. And... um, it's a it's a wonderful book. It's a wonderful collection of true stories uh, that Billy collected personally from people that have had uh, aware experiences of their angels. And if you would like to uh, purchase a copy, you can purchase it from Unity Church of Dallas, which is um, on Forest Lane in Dallas, Texas. And uh, you can Google them. And also, uh, if you want to call them, their phone number is 972-233-7106. And that's the bookstore at Unity Church of Dallas in Dallas, Texas. So um, you can also Google Unity of Dallas and you can find them that way. But stay with us. We'll take a very brief break and we'll be right back um, for Angel Power, Angel Love, right here on Spirit of Recovery. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. 
In his new book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug, Daryl Fuzaro emphasizes the positive effects of applying unity principles in everyday situations. Laura Harvey, editor of Daily Word magazine, exclaims Daryl Fuzaro shares his life lessons with inspiring creativity. This book is encouraging, funny, and heartwarming, a combination I highly recommend. As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug? Is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut act on their intuition, and step out boldly. Even if you just bought it for the chapter titles and Daryl Fuzaro's illustrations alone, you'd be getting more than your money's worth with this book. Author and film critic Sister Rose Pucati says, Spending time with Fuzaro's stories will leave you no choice but to smile and carry on. Oh, he forgot to mention he hangs out with a group of nuns, but then, if he had, it would have necessitated a change to some of his more colorful adjectives. Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio Talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio, words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. And our topic today is angel power, angel love. Um, angels come in lots of forms. They can come as deep intuition. They can come uh, as people that care about us. They can come as people in our circles of recovery and spiritual growth. And sometimes they actually come as uh, maybe not in quite material form, but we perceive them uh, as material, as uh, in physical form or as life. Light, but uh, they're coming somehow from that non-material realm. They they come uh, in so many wonderful ways, and it's all good. And it's about us being receptive to our higher power's love and guidance. And my guest today is Billy Jones. She's an author. She's a licensed Unity teacher, and she's a family member with 45 years of living a program of family recovery. And uh, Billy's sharing with us today from her deep experience with angels in all forms. She uh, is talking about her book. And all the, it's a wonderful compilation of her own story about her angels and also the uh, personal 
stories that she has compiled from other people in personal conversations about their experiences with angels. And that book is called uh, Angel Power, Angel Love. And if you'd like a copy of that book, you can get it from the bookstore at Unity Church of Dallas in Dallas, Texas. And uh, you can Google Unity Church of Dallas and get their information, or you can also call them at 972-233-7106. And from them, you can get a copy of Billy's book, Angel Power, Angel Love. Before we get back to our conversation, though, I'm going to invite you to join me in a meditation, a brief moment, the Serenity Minute, as we uh, share a constructive idea and relax. So I invite you to, to do that with me, to take a moment to be aware of your breath, to allow yourself to feel relaxation from the crown of your head and move that relaxation all the way through your face and neck and shoulders and arms and hands. And feel relaxation as you let the trunk of your body temple relax. And just know that truly you are one with the presence of your higher power as you understand it. And so share with me this constructive idea. I am open and receptive to my higher power's wonderful angels of love and light in whatever form they come to me. I say yes to their help. I am open and receptive to my higher powers angels of love and light in whatever form they come to me. I say yes to their help. And so we take a moment now in the quiet. for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that there was an opportunity for you to relax and to make that conscious contact with, with your higher power as you understand it and to open up to those angels of love and light in whatever form they come to you. So now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Billy Jones, author of the book, Angel Power, Angel Love. So, um, Billy, share with us uh, one of the stories. I, they're all wonderful. They really are. But there's one in well, particular um, that, that, which one would you like to share with us? Um, excuse me. I was thinking Deborah's story, An Angel of Passage. All right. Uh, and she was saying that her experience happened the day before Valentine's Day, and she was out on the road on a business trip. And in the motel that night, she was saying her prayers and telling God that she knew the next day was Valentine's Day. And for the first time, uh, really, she didn't have a significant other in her life and she wasn't going to receive flowers. And, and she realized being close to God was really what mattered. And she fell asleep. And suddenly she felt like she thought someone was tucking her in. And that was a shock. And then she heard flapping of wings over her. And it, it, she was just in a kind of a, a blanket of light, uh, of comfort. And then she saw this tremendous, she opened her eyes because she was kind of shocked not knowing what was happening. And she saw this big white light. And she felt there, she felt frozen, she said, in amazement. She, and then she could feel it leaving her, and it, she felt like it was actually the angel, her angels, one of her angels' love for her. And uh, she felt like the angel was trying to say something to her, but after the light, she was, she was just so shocked and just felt so wrapped in love. And she felt like God was sending an angel to give her a message in response to her prayer the night before. And she thought that what God must be saying through the angel was, I love you and I'm here for you. And she, I'm, writing, I'm reading her words now. He was comforting me and tucking me in. I can't explain it any better than that. 
It was like an angel of passage for me. When I heard the wings and saw the bright white light, the loving, the beauty of it all, the immensity, I knew that it was an angel from God. It was confirmation of God's love for me that we are here together. I am not alone. None of us are here alone. I love that that she felt so secure with that. Mm -hmm. And I might, this is not in the book, but if I might divert, just divert a little bit. Sure. Um, My husband passed away a few years ago, and my daughter was en route to try to get to the hospital. But she was, as I have said before, a thousand miles away, and she was on the plane And she was crying because she was afraid she wouldn't get to the hospital in time, which she didn't. But about the time he died, she was in prayer and had her eyes closed. And she had this touch, this this vision with her dad's voice saying to the effect, "I, I, I can't wait any longer. I do need to go. But I have taken you over the passage. In her mind's eye, she saw this deep chasm and a bridge, like a wooden bridge. But he was with her crossing that bridge and telling her, I'm okay and it's okay. I love you. I will always love you. And you're going to be just fine. And uh, then it was over. But she really sensed that he had had passed into the other another realm at that time. And when she got there and told us about it, it was the same time that he had died. Mm-hmm. So we really feel the close connection of our angels being with us. And she she felt so close. She she really felt like she had gotten to tell him goodbye. And he had touched her with love. Absolutely. You know, that is so important. And and what you said at the beginning of the program today is that you wrote this book because you wanted people to know that they're not alone. And, And every one of these stories is like that and like the beautiful story you just told us about, um, your husband's passing and your daughter. We're not alone. And, um, uh, when we're open to it, you know, again, when we need it, it doesn't always come when we want it, but when we need it, we get those touches, don't we? Exactly. We get those connections. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's it's when we need it. You mentioned another story, which I've um, lost my place and I didn't take a note um, that I should have. Another story about uh, Brenda's story, the angel to show the way. Okay. Was that it, Missy? So this has happened to a friend of my daughter's before we moved to our present neighborhood. I'll call her Cheryl. Cheryl was riding her bicycle around the neighborhood when someone enticed, coerced, or forced her into his car and abducted her. She had been with another young girl about her age, which was about nine years old, who went and told her mother what she had just seen. The police were called in right away. They told the distraught parents, however, that unless she was found in about four hours, it might not be good. So here was every parent's nightmare staring staring them in the face. Close friends of the family started a prayer chain, and a young couple immediately came to their house and knelt at the living room couch in prayer. Meanwhile, Cheryl was riding around in the car with her abductor. As she told it later, they had driven around for hours. Then, as he stopped at a particular corner, a man appeared at her window, which for some reason was open, reached his arm in and touched her arm, reached his arm in and touched her arm. He said, get out of the car now. She and her abductor both turned to look at the man who had laid his hand on Cheryl's arm through the window. Cheryl said the man had spirals of light spirals of light circling around his head and it was all shining around his whole being his voice and being held so much authority she did as he said her abductor did not try to stop her 
After she was safely out of the car, he sped away. When Cheryl turned from watching the car drive off, the man who had spoken with her was nowhere to be seen. She began to walk down the street. She was drawn to a house down the middle of the block that was all lit up. Cheryl said the house was all lit up like a big sun behind it, and all the rays were shooting out of the top and sides of the house. She walked up to the front door and rang the doorbell. It was opened by a man who happened to be a minister. He called her parents, who were very happy to come and get her. The minister told Cheryl's parents he had been out all evening and had just come home through the back door. He said that he had no lights on in the house except his back den, where he had just turned on the television and heard about Cheryl's abduction over the news. He only turned on his porch light as he opened the front door to find her on his doorstep. As it turned out, he was the very minister. I mean, it gets better. <laughs> that had mm-hmm. officiated mm-hmm. at the couple's wedding who had stayed and prayed with the family for Cheryl's safe return. The family believes that those prayers and others like them were what called in an angel and probably saved Cheryl's life. Again, a note that I personally believe says, note, again, most likely, Cheryl had not yet accomplished her earth assignment, her purpose. Life is a mystery, but that reason could make sense. For whatever reason, we are almost grateful her life was spared. And that's true. Uh, I remember hearing about the abduction on the radio, and Mm -hmm. uh, then later when I ran across this story, which is true, uh, I loved it. I had to get that one in the book. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, wow. the mystery of things is why God is, why you pray and pray and God doesn't answer every prayer. Uh-huh. I mean, he answers yeah. every prayer, but we may not hear the answer or we may misinterpret it, and it may look like no to us. Mm-hmm. But my theory is that God answer, uh, answers, yes, I wish you, I thought you'd never ask, or wait, I've got a lot of circumstances here that have to be taken care of before this is supposed to happen, or I love you more than this. Right. Now, so that even, because obviously there, sometimes things don't work out so well, you know, right. kids do get hurt. And that I love yeah. you more than this is is not, easy sometimes to accept like it was very hard now this is minor in the scheme of everything but it was hard for me to accept that my daughter was always going to live a thousand miles away and my son did come to about 500 miles away but not in the same town now the truth of it is that since I believe love is all there is and life is about the relationships of love we are close, and I'm in close touch with them, and so I'm very grateful for those relationships. My true belief is, as as is stated in every story in this book, is that God is love, and love is the healing power. And when I'm out of balance, and I'm feeling out of love with God and my na- my neighbors or whatever you may want to call it, then it's kind of up to me to get myself back in balance and back centered again. And your beautiful meditation and meditations like that are what are so helpful for me in order to get back to myself. Does that make sense? For sure it does. Yeah, it does. And um, you do have some ideas in there you know about how to find in your book you have some ideas about how to get closer to your angels about how to grow spiritually and again it doesn't mean that stuff's not going to happen because we know that you know on earth experience very painful things can happen um especially in the midst of the disease of addiction whether you're a family member or a person with you know the quote primary disease of addiction or however you want to put it but but what you're saying that God's greater than that God's love is bigger than whatever it is that has happened in our world in our lives so and as you're saying when we cultivate that uh, relationship with God we start to get in touch with that love so would you share with us some Billy about 
uh, what are your, uh, how you do that? What are your ideas for how you grow that spiritual connection with God and open up to your angels in whatever form well, they come? Yes, I, I have the five tips for everyday spirituality in, in the book, but my, and basically I do follow them is that I do, uh, I talk to God first when I first awaken. And then uh, as I get my, I like coffee, so my first cup of coffee, uh, I put it kind of on the table while I'm doing some yoga stretches and breathing. And uh, by the time I get back to it, it's not but about a 15-minute thing. It, it's maybe a little cold, so then I've got to warm it up. <laughs> I should just wait until later, but uh, I'm just telling you what I do. Mm-hmm. And then I sit. I sit and... Um, and in, in the silence, uh, at least 15 minutes, I, I started out with two or three and five and ten. And now I'm, and a lot of people do up to 20. I haven't quite worked up to 20, but I am very consistent, and I do all that every single day. And then I do read my books, and I try to write a little letter to God or feel like if a thought has come to jot it down. Because I do feel like these are angel touches. And if I get a thought, as you're saying, the intuition, uh, I write that down. I have my journal book, my just a notebook, next to my chair where I sit and uh, jot it down. And then I do try to take the action as soon as I can, whatever I've been guided to do. And, and what's going on in my day? I've been taught to try to only have a few things on my list for the day because I do want to live this 24 hours. And, of course, if you don't finish things, you can put it at the top of your list the next day. I love my life. I'm very, very grateful uh, that I feel like I'm in touch with my higher power and my angels. And I know that... uh, Gratitude is the way to overcome anything. If I can get into gratitude, if I have kind of a resentment or glitch or grit in my tummy area, I think that's kind of where that's that's. I know we also have our hearts and our brains, but we have a gut feeling too. Uh-huh. Uh, then I, I do believe that that gratitude overcomes everything. If I can just jot down a few things I'm grateful for, then my whole attitude shifts, and it seems like my whole day shifts, and good things seem to happen. And, and so I'm just very, very grateful. And I do know that it's it's my angels and my God and I do have a, a wonderful feeling that uh, I had a spiritual experience one time. I don't know if you want to hear it. Sure. Uh, Tell much, us. I, well, absolutely. We do want to hear it. How yes. much time do we have? Uh, but I Go was ahead. in prayer. Well, I was in prayer. And uh, and I was really down because my mother-in-law had cancer and uh, things were going badly. And... Uh, this light came from the kitchen window, and it was a big, big light. And it was, uh, I, I saw a picture that was like the river of life. You know, in the Psalms, it talks about the river of life. There is a city, and there's the river of life moving through the city. I forget which Psalm it is. And there was a crossover kind of thing with the colors were magnificent. They were just beautiful with mountains and valleys and this river. And it was one of those thoughts that was like a voice, but it wasn't. It was like it was a thought. And it said, your mom, I called her mom, your mom won't cross over until everything is calmed down and everything is okay. Just have faith and you are loved. And I have never felt that love before or since by any any human or angel touch. To me, that was an angel touch, carrying God's love to me. Mm-hmm. But because I had it, 
I know it. And you cannot mm-hmm. forget it. If you have had an experience like that, you know. You, I mean, nobody can tell you it's not true. It was true for me, and I know it. And I know that God is love. So does that support you, like, when, you know, again, in the ups and downs of life, can you sort of return to that knowing, and does that strengthen you? Well, um, when my, and I don't mean uh, and, but when my husband died, of course, that was a big, big thing to me. Sure. And to our family. And yet I was surrounded by so many loving touches, both at church and my family and my friends in the recovery community as well. It was almost a second touch. Now, afterwards, then I was not exactly depressed, but I was a little lost trying to find my way. I mean, we'd been married 60-odd years. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite. We'd been married 60 years. <laughs> but uh, having, have that, having had that love and that experience, it helps me go on. And I did have an experience with him after he died. Uh, he came to me and in the middle of the night. I, I don't know if I dreamed it. And maybe I dreamed it, but I don't think I did because I could, I felt his touch and he hugged me <laughs> and I was just sort of dreaming, but I was being hugged and, and then it occurred to me, now, wait, honey, you're dead. He said, <laughs> I know, but I, I wanted one more hug and then he <laughs> left. <laughs> so again, I, I think that <laughs> my angels helped me with that. And I'm so blessed. For sure. Yeah, you really are. Mm -hmm. And you share that with other people, Billy. I think that's what keeps keeps your blessings coming because you don't keep them. I mean, you don't you don't hoard them. You circulate that love, just like you know you're doing now through your book. Everything you do, you're just loving people, and that keeps you open. Well. I want to be that way. Yeah. I want to be open and I want to be receptive, just as your beautiful meditation said. I want to say yes to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do that. You do that. We're Here's coming to the of, close of our uh, time oh, okay. today, but I know you, you wrote you wrote some poems in your book and you've got one praise singing on page 69. Uh, would you share that one yes. with us as we come to the close of our time today? I would love to, and I've loved being with you and with whoever you too. is listening out there. <laughs> the sure. Tracing. Yes, indeed. Angel presence, mm-hmm. angel light, guard us both by day and night. I should have said guard us all by day and night. You who hover by your flight to maintain balance in your might. We are grateful for your gaze and your love in his great ways. Thank you for these helpful ways, always singing to God's praise. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I've just loved being with you all. Thank you. This is my guest, Billy Jones, author of the book, Angel Power, Angel Love, and you can get that from Unity Church of Dallas in Dallas, Texas, if you'd like to. Thank you, Billy. You've just been blessed us a lot today. And blessings to all of you who are listening, and I see you filled with lots of love and light and and letting those angels touch your life in beautiful, beautiful ways in all of their forms. So have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next week on Spirit of Recovery. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org.
Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.